Garfield Japan. What's up, Beaters? Welcome to yet another action-packed episode of Got Fit in Japan. I am your host, Johnny. And I'm Tom Tom Tokyo. That's right. And as you fine folks know, Got Fit in Japan is about two dudes, booze. Japan in the news. That's right. And Tommy, what episode is this again? 528. 528 that's right and uh faders we just recorded the first part of this podcast but we lost sound like for some reason shit got fucked up and uh yeah so we had to redo it so hey tom should we have the same conversations that we just had <laughs> so what did you do today tom tell me again I fucking t- I took my kid outside for the first time in a fucking while because we figured it was raining. There was no people out, so we're just like, eh, fuck it. Oh, really? And now, we, now, yeah, now like, because I'm hearing this for the second time, I'm gonna be all surprised. Wow, you went outside, dude? It was raining and it's quarantine. What were you thinking? All right, now you gotta get, give me the same answer. Give me it the same answer. Can you remember? Plastic. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. He was wrapped in plastic, but like, yeah, you're right. I do have fucking anxiety needs, just fucking anxiety issues about my kid. Like fucking, should you not two different fucking nightmares about my kid dying? Oh my so god, that's, that's crazy! Wait to say you wrapped your kid up in plastic, like you know what you do with a body. You did that, or was he like like a plastic like a rubber ninja or something, or like one of those S and M outfits? You know those S and M outfits where they're all like wrapped up in like leather, like a gimp. Was your kid like? Was your kid the gimp? <laughs> did you have Wait, a gimp yeah, baby there, or a baby is, gimp? Is there some weird. St- <laughs> Isn't there some weird suffocation porn I've seen with that? that, that I've seen that shit before. That, that, that's pretty fucked. Oh, I love but, that uh, shit. Nah, man. Nah, but like, nah, like, we just got this, like, plastic sheet that goes over him. It's completely waterproof and it's see-through. We just, like, put it over, like, the stroller as we're, we're walking him around. God, I wish so I had he's just like, Yeah, there you go. Fucking... Well, I think I will post a video. There was a fucking video of some guy walking in a fucking inflatable ball down, like, crossing Hachiko. And I was like, all right, man, I guess uh, I guess he's not getting the coronavirus. Oh, there's a lot of weird people doing a lot of weird shit. But, yeah. Anyway, so, wait, you went outside today in the middle of the rain with your kid. And was there a lot of people outside? I, I got to be surprised again. Like, really? <laughs> okay, so was no, there a lot because, of people? No, because, like. No, because like the the is raining, the weather was shit, and just nah. Yeah, you know it's really weird right now because you know, all right, a we're in the middle of a pandemic. B, the American government just announced that yes, there's aliens and UFOs, and uh, they've been tracking them for a long time. Okay, that's new. All right, and three, Japan, like fucking every three days is having like a fucking earthquake, like a big one, and four, there's a thunderstorm. And five, you've got a baby gimp. A lot of weird shit, man. A lot of weird shit. 
I don't know which is no, weird. I don't, I don't the fucking those earthquakes are fucking assholes too because they always come at like two or three in the fucking morning, some weird fucking like hour. All of a sudden, my phone my phone will be blip 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 blip. Oh, earthquake is coming! It's like fuck, dude. Well, you know what? Um, you're sleeping during the earthquakes, and I'm fucking still drinking, man. I almost spilt my beer all over my carpet last night at two o'clock in the morning. Man, I was worried, dude. I fucking had a full fucking pint of beer and shit, and I'm watching this documentary about uh, punk attitude on YouTube or whatever. And fucking boom, 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 boom. And I was like, oh, 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 oh. Because, you know, your glass gets wet. You know, it's got the, it ble- what's it called? It bleeds or whatever. You know, where your glass wets. It's a condensation on your glass or whatever. So it's a little slippery. It's a fucking pint and shit. It's all the way to the top. Fucking your whole world shakes and shit. The worst thing is to pour yourself a nice, beautiful, crispy, delicious lager. And it's a full pint in a pint glass. And then you spill. Spill it. You drop it. It's all over the floor, gone to the fucking the, the abyss of the carpet. And um, yeah, there's nothing worse than that fucking situation. So last night, I almost had a heart attack, dude, because that would have sucked. Oh, well, I would consider that alcohol abuse. That would be alcohol abuse, uh, especially or fading abuse, especially coming from me, a grade A alcoholic with a smile and a tie. <laughs> Speaking of alcoholism, <laughs> fucking... Faders, we recorded, I think, what, was it like 30 minutes of a show before we realized the sound was fucking on or something? So, fucking, I already killed my fucking drink, dude. I have a fucking huge, look how big that fucking glass was. That is a huge glass that was full of one of my favorite, my one of my new favorite drinks, the White Russian. And I was drinking White Russians because of, I was like, homage to fucking uh, the, the Big Lebowski. But now I, I've developed the taste where it's just like, you know, after fucking dinner, you're kind of chilling out. You're either reading or watching something on Netflix or YouTube or something. And you know what? Fucking a white Russian just puts you right, you know? I don't know if it's like the combination between the of the, the vodka and the Kahlua, but when you mix that shit together and stuff, it's, it's a good ride, man. It's a fucking great drink. The fucking dude abides. No, no, I agree with you, man. Like, uh, it's cool that you're in, in uh, how do you say, embracing your inner dudeness. Also, fucking white Russians are nice, man. They're just a nice, smooth ride. Yeah, they are. Oh, they are. Oh, yeah, the creamy white highway. Wait, that sounds bad. Never mind. <laughs> the creamy white highway. Dude, 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 dude. Oh God! Hey, I found do, the do title we, of the show. Need to get I coined that one. The cream. Hey, Tom, serves up. Are you writing a creamy? <laughs> Oh my god. I hope that's cancer, not coronavirus. Oh, oh god. Do, do do we need to get fucking Taylor in here, our fucking our gay friend who's an occasional guest on the show? Because I'm sure he'd have a lot to say about the creamy white highway. Oh god. Yeah. Taylor's like, I wrote the book on that. What's yeah, <laughs> up, <so> Taylor? <laughs> oh yeah. man. He wrote the he wrote the book on it and then probably jerked off into it. Yeah, probably. Oh man, I wonder how that guy's doing. I haven't talked to him in a while. <clears throat> like, I'm trying to talk. Yeah, to- yeah, yeah. Mm. Funnily enough, like that, I think when I, as I told you I was doing that boring security job that that actually took me out in his area. Yeah, you should have said what up, man. That guy fucking loves to drink and shit. That's the thing about transvestites, man. 
They love to fucking drink, man. Hanging out with those guys, dude, you're going to get fucking loaded, man. Those guys fucking, you know, I mean, we're talking about tequila on the show before we're fucking, before we got cut off and shit. But tequila, man, those guys are like, oh, you guys are drinking beer? I'm fucking drinking tequila. And they pull on a bottle of tequila. I don't know where they had that bottle. I don't know how they got that bottle. But all of a sudden, in the fucking middle of the booth, they just pull on a bottle of tequila. Fucking transvestites, man. They fucking party. They're like Republicans yeah, I do, I do. on shore leave. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, I, I get it, man. Like uh, most of the gay folk I've known back in the day, man, they're just like, you know, freedom party, whatever. And it's like, you know, again, they're gay. They ain't going to be having kids mo- most likely. So they're just like, wait, we's got money to party. Yeah, they're, you know, the disposable income thing going. That's true. That's true. You know, they don't have to worry about kids and stuff, you know? I mean, I mean, for you, I mean, you're in a boat where, like, fucking every penny counts, right? So, fucking, you know, I mean, that's kind of... Wait, 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 did you switch to cheaper beers, or are you still drinking the Blue Boys? Still drinking the Blue Boys. Yeah, it is a better beer. It is the king of blue beers. <laughs> uh... Although I might have actually a few days ago though wait what what what, what, what what's up what 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 Oh, that's not true, man. I've seen you drink some really weird shit. And we've done some fucking weird competitions together, too, man. Fucking A. Dude, I can't wait for this fucking pink elephant to fucking shut the fuck up and get the fuck out of this planet and stuff. Because the thing is, man, I have a lot of ideas for new challenges and new competitions that you and I are going to fucking do, man. Yeah, speaking of which, uh, shout out to Sean from Vancouver. He sent me like a link. He wants to go urban exploring of some haunted houses. He had links to them. And I was like, that would be kind of cool to do for the show. I mean, like, you know, nothing else would be a good story. You take some pictures and just pod like, you know, like rebels, like the fucking rebels we are. Dude, we should do a podcast in a haunted mansion, dude. That would be sick as fuck, dude. Seriously, we should do that. Well, I'll, I I can pass the link along. So like, uh, yeah. So Sean sent me that link, and I actually like, he's been a good friend. So he's he's been in like regular contact with me. He sent like a lot of the pictures that I'm posting on the Facebook page. Like, you know, check that out, faders. It's free. Instagram but too. A lot, a lot of the pictures are. He just like sent me a bunch of them. He's like, dude, check this out. This is some fucked up shit I saw, and I was like, these are good. Dude, Sean's a I'm fucking proper them. dude, man. He's cool. Yeah, he, very fucking nice dude, man. So yeah, man, we, we we would love to have him on the show once all this shit blows over and yes. yeah, dude, fucking, I can't wait for this shit to blow the fuck over, man. Because, <clears throat> well, a fucking hanging out with people, but b, dude, I haven't fucking party like a motherfucker in ages, man. Dude, you know what I did? Fucking for the uh, in the last podcast in the last episode. I was talking about uh, this event that I went to, one of Charlie's old events or whatever. And so everybody that listened to episode 527, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But anyway, I had to get pictures, photos from this crazy fucking event that I went to and put it on the Patreon page, right? So I got I got photos of fucking uh, girls being stabbed in the ass with darts and uh, girls getting their faces tattooed and... Uh, 
I guess yeah. kind of a sex show, um, uh, robots fighting each other. Charlie used to have some really twisted, bizarre fucking shows, man. It was fucking insane, man. I mean, half that shit was probably illegal Wait. that they did and stuff. But anyway, so what? What's up? Was that was that paint paint your teeth events? No, no, or, no, or no, 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 dude. Paint your teeth is kindergarten compared to this shit, dude. Girls were getting fucking yeah. their eye their their eye like eyeliners tattooed on their face right next to a bar where there's fucking like fifty people buying drinks. Anyway, I had to find these. I had to dig up these photos and put on the Patreon so they could fucking so they can enjoy these photos and stuff, right? So one of the perks. But um, anyway, so I was looking through all. I got this file of, of photos that I take whenever I went to clubs. I took photos like uh, all the weird shit that I saw and I put in this file, right? So I got this file full of all this weird shit and awesome shit that I've seen and done and stuff. And dude, you know what? I fucking, I, I almost dropped a tear, man. I got so fucking depressed. I was like, dude, all these events were so much fun. I am not doing anything exciting right now. <laughs> I am not fucking seeing any crazy shit. I'm just fucking... Painting and reading and podcasting and drinking, dude. The, the, the four, these three, four, these four things that I'm doing. And, and fucking, anyway, looking at these photos, I'm just like, I can't wait for this shit to fucking blow over, dude. Because I can't wait to go to the clubs, to go to the bars, to fucking party like I'm fucking 19 years old again. Because fucking that's how I live my life and shit. Anyway, yeah, dude, it's kind of yeah, depressing. Here, here, here. You're here, my friend. No, I think I think everyone's kind of in the same boat because don't get me wrong, like I've enjoyed like, you know, my time off and like don't get me wrong, like like last time we talked, we talked about you know, my kids I had a video of my kids standing up for the fucking first time. And like, you know, it's been really cool, like, you know, to be you know, to spend some quality time with my child, read to him every day and blah blah blah. But at the same time, like, yeah, this shit's starting to fucking get old on my end as well getting old man shit dude we got another month of this shit then again you know they say we got another month of this but what the fuck is going to change in another month and the, the numbers of fucking the pink elephant in japan are fucking skyrocketing to the point where they're not even fucking testing people anymore unless they're fucking half dead so fucking dude i want to see people in party but then again you know beggars can't be choosers and shit and i am partying with you right now which means okay We've got the second part of the show where we got a double barrel of fucking murder that we're going to learn about and explore from Papa Tom over here. So before we do that, I got to get another motherfucking drink because I'm partying with my boy Tommy over here. So that's it. Faders, by the way, um, yeah, we were drinking before the show. So if we get a little bit uh, worked up or something, it's uh, it's the booze talking. It's not me. <laughs> the train is off the tracks but anyway going back to my original point fucking i gotta get another drink and then we are going to listen to what are we gonna listen to tommy tell me what are um, we going to listen to in today's story of murder and crime and mischief and yeah. high jinks it's pretty much murder and mayhem so we've got uh Ooh. two we've got the We've got two uh, coming at you. Setegaya family murder. Which, this one's fucking creepy and it's unsolved. And it's it's, it's even creepier because that, this is fucking really close to where we live. Wait, is it the and same one got... that you did before with the two sumo wrestlers? No. No, oh, no, okay. no, 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 no. I diversify. I do different <laughs> stuff. And then coming at you, even more disturbing is the Kobe child murders. Oh shit! Okay, well, I definitely gotta get a drink now. Okay, um, yeah, uh, you're, gonna, 
You're going to want to pour yourself a strong one for this, man. Oh, I think I'm going to break. Oh, should I go to gin or whiskey? Gin or whiskey? Well, I was already drinking vodka with a white Russian. And the things are white Russians, you can't have two. That's just too much fucking milk. So, um, fuck it. Whiskey. All right, I'm going to get a whiskey. All right. Faders, take a moment and listen to our sponsors. And after that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Are you at Harajuku with some out-of-town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's going to make you complete at Harry's Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry's Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! If you're going to get your fit on, you got to get your fit on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade. And I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good, it looks good, and it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade. Badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing. It comes in a lid. That's pretty badass. This whole world is so nerfed up these days. Everything is plastic and pink, but not Ghost Town Palmade. This stuff is a man's palmade, and it is hardcore. It's so hardcore, it's from Oakland, California. Oakland, California. That's right. Ghost Town Palmade. Get your fade on in style. Proper. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right. Over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors, located comfortably in Asagaya. About five minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? Got Faded Japan has got a new sponsor. Our new sponsor is Gamuso Bar, located in Asagaya, Tokyo. If you're kicking it in Tokyo and you want to get your groove on, get your fade on, you better get your ass down to Gamuso. Gamuso is located in Asagaya. It's about 11 minutes from Shinjuku Station on the Chuo Line. Gamuso has weekly bands, weekly performances. And hell, if you got your own event and you want to hold it at Gamuso, we'd love to host you. So contact Gamuso at www.gamuso.com. That's www.gamuso.com. That's right. Gamuso has not only beers in the bottle, but beers on tap. We've got every drink you want, so come on down to Gamuso. Gamuso, and if I'm working, tip me. Hey, yo, what's up, baiters? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. 
I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. And I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2,000 N each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. Thespiltink.com. Proper. And we are back. That's right. Oh, God. Faders, we're not stir-crazy. We're just crazy. <laughs> Tom, are you a crazy? Mm. You can't improve on crazy, man. We're already fucking there. Fucking trainers hit the stop, jump the track, and run the rails. Okay. <laughs> not specifically in that order. That's where uh, where yeah. I was going with that metaphor. But Oh, and also, like, uh, one quick thing before I read this. uh Faders, do feel free to reach out, contact us. We're just we're stuck at home. We're bored. We we got a funny comment on Instagram that Johnny sent to me. Apparently, I'm supposed to slap the shit out of him the next time I see him. Yeah, but we do get a lot of comments. Not a lot, but we get comments every so often. Feel free to comment, uh, give us comments. But um, yeah, this one, um, I'm not sure if he wants his name said on the show, so I'm just going to read what he said. <clears throat> Uh, love the podcast. You guys compliment each other perfectly. Johnny, you had me in tears at the end of the show. Tom, you're a bitch. No, no, no. I'm sorry. He didn't say that. Uh, Tom, you're a good man. I would love to slap the hell out of Johnny next time you see him. Thanks. Another entertaining hour and a half. I seriously can't wait for the next podcast. You guys fucking cool, man. Thanks again. No, that was really nice. That's really nice. So, uh, Tom, yeah, yeah, I guess you're supposed to uh, bitch slap me next time. I'd love to see you try that. (laughs) I don't know, Johnny. You got a very slappable face, so we'll see what happens, man. But, like, dude, it's it's been more than a month since we actually met up in person, so, yeah. I don't know, Tom. You've gained so much weight and shit. I mean, if you try to fucking lift up your arm to, like, hit me, you're going to be sweating. You're going to lift up your arm and be like, oh, Oh God! Oh, I gotta take a breather. I, I, I'm gonna sit down, and I'm gonna lift up my arm again, and hopefully I'll be able to maneuver it in the general direction of your 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 face. Oh. You got a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> are you still smoking? You are, you fucker. Yeah, I am. I, I I should probably quit. I got I got the patch and the gum and everything, but like, yeah. What happens if you Wife's do the me- patch and the gum at the same time? Uh, I don't know, like, to be, I, I've tried the patch before, it gets you high as balls. Really? So, wait, you put the patch in your arm and it gets you high? Yeah, it's a, it's a, maybe for like 10 or 20 seconds, but you just like slap that shit on and the nicotine just shoots like right into your fucking body and you're just like, wait, you're like mainlining this shit? You put it on your arm, you're like, oh yeah, put the patch on, bitch. And you put it on, you're just like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I think I think you're doing it wrong. <laughs> because I'm a dumbass, the first time I fucking tried it was at work and like it was like right after New Year's and I was like, okay, that was my New Year's resolution. I'm fucking quit smoking and everything, blah blah blah. 
And then I waited till I, w- I went back at work. So I got into work early. I just went went into the back in bathroom, like locked myself in the toilet cell and just like slapped the patch on. And I was like, holy shit, this made me fucking high as fuck. And I was like, Bleh. so I fucking like zombie walked back to my fucking desk. And immediately the head English teacher of the school grabs me and goes, the principal wants to talk to you. I'm like, oh, not now. I'm high as fuck. So, yeah, I just walked in the principal's office and he just said words and I just smiled and nodded and shook his hand. And that was about it. Oh, <laughs> it was man. like it was not I was like, it was, you know, it is like, you know, when you're all fucked up. It's like, is this, is this going to get me in trouble? You know what? If they can't smell it on your breath. It's probably okay. They probably just think you're hungover or kind of a moron or something. You're like, you know, he's not the sharpest tool, but he can work, I guess. Anyway, all right, Tom. Tommy, tell us a story. Tell us a story, Tom, of murder and mayhem in the town of Tokyo. Wait, wait, it takes place in Tokyo, right? The first one? Uh, Shit. One one is in Seta. One is in Setagaya, which is kind of disturbing because it's uh, this is the first one I've done is an unsolved murder. This is a little bit disturbing since this is this is one? fucking. It's disturbing because well but for what us, about the dude, Alice crimes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That was disturbing too. They're all fucking. Fuck it. They're all fucking disturbing. No, no, no. But the Alice crimes, they were unsolved as well. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, Tom. <laughs> are you wearing that patch? <laughs> Is it on your tongue? You're doing it wrong again. <laughs> all right. All right. Go for it, man. I'm going to stop fucking with you. <laughs> okay. It's, it's all right. All right. Here, here we, uh, first one up, we have the Setagaya family murder. The Setagaya family murder refers to unsolved murders of the Miyazaki, uh, sorry, Miyazawa family in Setagaya Ward of Tokyo in Japan on December 30th of 2000. Mikio Miyazawa, Yasuko Miyazawa, Nina Miyazawa, and Rei Miyazawa were murdered during a home invasion at night by an unknown assailant who then remained in the Miyazawa's house for several hours before disappearing. Police launched a massive investigation that uncovered the killer's DNA and many specific clues about their identity, but the perpetrator has never been identified. The media frenzy and long investigation of the Setagaya murders caused caused Celebre to abolish the Statue of Limitations in Japan, which, which was removed in 2007. Okay, so right fucking there, if it's such a fucking big deal and such a media-feeding frenzy, we have to fucking change the law to accommodate this crime. You know it's fucking bad. It is really bad. But they got his DNA or her DNA. Not going to be sexist. So they got his or her DNA. Uh, It's a him. They know from DNA. Oh, really? Oh, well, yeah, I guess. Okay, yeah, good. So eventually they will catch this guy. Uh, we don't know. It's been unsolved, and this is back in 2000, so it's been 20. It's a 20 year cold, old cold case. You know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm just gonna read it, and you, you'll you'll see why this one is a little bit disturbing. Okay, go for it. On sorry. yeah, I'm not sorry. On December 31st of 2000, so I'm taking it. This uh, family didn't have a very good Happy New Year. The corpses of 44 year old Mikio Miyazawa, his 41-year-old wife, Yasuko, and their children, age 8, Nina, and 6-year-old Ray, were discovered by Yasuko's mother. 
Asahi Geno at their house uh, in the uh, Kami Soshigaya so, so neighborhood of Setagaya uh, in the western suburbs of Tokyo. Fuck, dude, I used to live in this area. I used to live in this area not too long ago. So, this, Mikio, Yasuko, and Nina had been stabbed to death while Ray had been strangled. Investigation of a crime scene r- report by Tokyo Metropolitan Police Department concluded the family had been murdered on December 30th. At around 11.30 p.m. Japanese Standard Time, after which the killers stayed in their house for several hours. Let that sink in. So he just home invaded and murdered them and then was like, you know what? I'm just going to chill here for a bit. Well, that's actually quite common when people commit crimes inside of a house. They get kind of comfortable. Like my grandparents in uh, Florida, fucking of course, Florida, they were they were on vacation. And when they came back, their place was fucking burglared. And the thing is, these fucking like junky uh, thieves that fucking, oh, these are how stupid these guys are. They fucking broke into their place, stole a shit ton of their stuff. And then they had fucking dinner there. They took out like fucking chicken or I, th- I think it was a chicken or a turkey. I'm not sure. Probably a chicken. They took out a chicken and cooked it inside their house. And then they fucking had like a dinner there. But these fucking like retards, they fucking, whatchamacallit, they, they're using their hands. They didn't have gloves. And so there's fingerprints all over the silverware and the fucking uh, glasses and shit. So they're able to find the guys that broke into their place because they fucking had dinner. But yeah, fucking like, this, uh, criminals are fucking insane, man. But yeah, th- this is actually a common thing. Well, I guess uh, they're not the sharpest tools in the shed. Mm, obviously not. No gloves. Yeah. <laughs> no gloves. Right. And they had dinner there. I wonder if they lit candles. <laughs> they played a little bit of Sinatra. My, gra- my grandpa, he loves Sinatra. He had tons of Sinatra records. <laughs> Put that shit on. They danced. <laughs> Made out. Who knows? Well, yeah, so that's... That's pretty fucked, but at least like at least those guys got caught. These guys, mm, this one, not so much. The Miyazawa's killer in- entered through an open window on the second floor uh, bathroom at the rear of the house, located immediately adjacent to the Soshigaya Park, and gained access by climbing up a tree and then removed a window screen. The killer used his bare hands to strangle Ray, sleeping in his room on the second floor, killing him through a ex Yeah, it's fucking bad. A fucking six-year-old gets strangled to death. Uh, killing him through asphyxiation. Mikio rushed upstairs after he detected the disturbance in Ray's room and fighting and injuring the killer before being stabbed in the head but with, with a sashimi bocho knife. Police report claimed that part of the sashimi knife's blade broke off inside of Mi- Mikio's head. And the killer then attacked Yasuko and Nina when the knife, uh, with a broken knife until the until using a Santoku knife from uh, Miyazawa's house to murder them. Jesus Christ. He stabbed him so hard that the knife broke inside this guy's fucking skull. Yeah, well, that's the thing, man. Those knives, like, weren't exactly made for, like, you know, murder. They're made to cut up fish. (laughs) Yeah, but still, man, it's fucking metal, dude. Yeah, that's true, man. But, like, yeah, fucking, it's, it's pretty hardcore to say the least. Mm. Okay. Uh, so reading on, the killer then remained inside the Miyazaki house, sorry, Miyazawa house for two to ten hours, using the family computer, consuming barley tea, melon, and ice cream for the, from the refrigerator, and using the toilet. 
uh, and treating his injuries with first aid kits and other sanitary products and taking a nap on the sofa because at this point why the fuck not he took a nap how do they know this shit like a security camera or something no, if they had a security camera, there's, there's a good uh, chance this guy would have been caught. But, like, no, nah, the police forensics came by. Well, okay, it, it'll be, just bear with me. It'll, it'll be explained. Okay, go for it. Sorry. That's no, sorry. Yeah, on a sofa in the second living room floor, blah, blah, blah. On analysis of Mikio Mia, Miyazawa's computer revealed that it connected to the Internet the morning after the murders at 1.18 a.m. And again around 10 a.m., Around the time uh, Yasuko's mother, Asahi, entered the house and discovered the murders. Oh, that's got to be fucking bad. So this lady just comes home. She finds, like, you know, her fucking daughter and her two grandkids dead. It's going to be fucking bad day for her. Asahi became suspicious after being unable to call her daughter the killer had unplug- because the killer had unplugged the phone line and visited the house, uh, but re- received no answer after ringing the doorbell. Authorities believe the killer had stayed in the house until at least 1.18 a.m., but the computer usage at 10 a.m. could have been accidentally triggered by Asahi uh, during her discovery of the crime scene. So now, like, now we're going to get into the investigation. This is how the cops, like, you know, you know, know all this shit and, like, what happened. Police have been uh, able to do several very specific clues to the per- perpetrator's identity. This is where it gets kind of fucked up. Well, it's already fucked, but, you know, but have been unable to apprehend the suspect. It was determined that the killer had eaten string beans and sesame sesame seeds the previous day after analyzing his feces from their uh, the toilet he used in their bathroom. They then determined that the clothes and the sashimi knife left behind by the killer had been purchased in Kanagawa Prefecture. Police also learned that only 130 units of the killer's sweater were made and sold, but they had have only been able to track down 12 of the people who bought the sweaters. The investigation into the murders is the largest in Japanese history, involving over 200... Just, just fucking listen to this number. 246,044 investigators who have collected over 12,545 pieces of evidence. As of 2015, 40 officers were still investigating the the case full-time. Every year, the Tokyo Metropolitan Police Department makes an annual pilgrimage to the house for memorial services. Seijo's police station is designated to investigate this case. Tokyo Metropolitan Police Department is currently offering a 20 million yen reward to any person who can help officers find clues that lead to the suspect and, and or closure of the case. The suspect. Here's where it gets really hot. The suspect. Wait, 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 Tokyo okay. police... Before we get to the suspects, can I give my opinion on who the suspect is? Sure, go for it. Go nuts, man. It's a cold <clears throat> case, so like any any theory you got might might actually be good. Okay. So first the killer climbed a tree and then went into the second floor's window, strangled the kid that was six years old. <clears throat> made a little bit of commotion where the father came in and he stabbed the father in the head so hard that the knife broke. And then after that, he killed the, the wife, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. You got into it with the wife and yeah, okay. I mean, I, I, I'd say that's pretty accurate. Now, okay. Now he didn't steal anything, right? Um, no, it doesn't look like it. 
What about rape? Other, any- other than if you, if you count that he uh, ate some ice cream and drank some tea out of their fridge. Okay. Now, was anybody raped or sexually molested? The wife, the kids? No. Okay. You know who did it? A that- fucking kid. I bet a kid that's like 13, 13 or 14 years old. Like some kind of fucked up little kid. Like fucking Dennis the Menace on fucking Overdrive, dude. Because A, this person was fucking balls to the wall, fucking uh, not brave, but just reckless to climb up a fucking tree in the middle of the night or late at night and stuff to go through a fucking window. Japanese houses are just as tall as houses for all over the world, right? The, 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 the first story, second story, they're about the same, right? But the windows are fucking small, dude. You got to be a small person to go through the windows, right? Now, I know, ha, 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 Japanese are small, blah, blah, blah. That's that's the stereotype, which is kind of true. But the thing is, this person, they, they're they're flexible. They can maneuver and stuff. They can get in. They can, they can do that. And then they killed the kid first, right? So A, they knew that fucking window was open or unlocked. B, they're able to be flexible and strong enough to fucking go up that. Dude, how many people do you know that are fucking 30 years old that can climb a tree? Not many, dude. Most people I know are fucking overweight, tired, alcoholics and shit, smokers. So this person had the energy, the drive, and then they had a fucking agenda. The agenda was a fucking murder. Now, think about this. Most people do home invasion for one thing. Well, two things, sexual satisfaction or they go into like to rob the place. Right. This person went in there only for one thing, murder. Right. And maybe it was some kind of revenge murder. Maybe it was some kind of like maybe some kid in the neighborhood was pissed off at this kid or something like that. Or I don't know. But they took that kid out first. Right. Now, the thing is, after they fucking snuffed everybody, what did they do? They ate ice cream. Okay. Now the thing is, you don't like even though fucking like like re- morons the fucking like rob houses like 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 I said my grandparents' house. Those people were drug addicts that fucking broke into my grandparents' house and had dinner and shit like that, right? And they just fucking just like loaded up a truck and fucking had dinner and fucking listened to Sinatra, had a little sexy dance, did a little cha cha, and then they got the fuck out, right? But this this person goes in there and starts surfing the internet. Why would they surf the internet? Because they don't have a cell phone because they don't have access to the internet at their own place, right? Who doesn't have access to the internet? Well, I would say younger people. So I think maybe some um, some kid broke in there, maybe who some kid, some older kid that didn't like this little kid, snuffed him, took out the whole family, went on the internet, maybe looked up porn or something. I'm very curious on these websites. Looked up the, the porn and shit, ate some ice cream, and then fell asleep on the couch and then woke up and left a fucking a half-brain criminal a no-brain criminal knows not to do all of the above right so i think i think this is a fucking kid i'm i'm quite positive i would put fucking i don't gamble but i put fucking money that this is a motherfucking little kid 13 years um, old okay that's that's actually a pretty interesting theory and um I want to say this right now. So, Johnny, you don't know anything. You don't know shit about the story, right? All these uh, stories I'm reading to you, blind. So you're hearing this for the, for the first time. First time. That's uh, yeah. So that's a good guess. That's kind of an interesting theory. And some of the details that I'm going to mention about the suspect might actually back up your theory. Okay. All right. Well, that's my theory. All right. So go for the cops' theories. 
it's 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 not a bad it's not a bad idea and like here's why so i'm going to read this to you so the suspect tokyo police found the killer's dna and fingerprints in the miyazawa's house but none match the databases of the tokyo police indicating that they do not have a criminal record killer's blood was gained during the analysis of the murder scene that revealed types of uh, traces of type a blood pretty common which would not have belonged to miyazawa's okay so like they know it's like the killer's blood it was like type a a DNA analysis of the type A blood determined that the killer is male and possibly mixed race with maternal DNA indicating wait, 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 a mother wait, wait, of... Possibly? Your... <laughs> They're like, uh, it, it's got to be a foreigner. <laughs> Somehow it's a foreigner. It's got to be a It's a foreigner. <laughs> are you serious? Uh, no, this is Japan. They probably, the cops are like, you know what? Uh, it's probably mixed race and we're thinking it's got to be Chinese. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, that's so fucked up. Probably you can't use probably. I I would tend to agree with you. I would say that's a racist statement. But here's what the you know the DNA turned up. Okay, uh, the killer is male and possibly mixed race with maternal DNA indicating a mother of European descent, possibly from a, a southern European country near the Mediterranean or Adriatic Sea. And paternal DNA indicating a father of East Asian descent. It is considered possible that the European DNA comes from a distant ancestor from the mother's line rather than a fully European mother. Analysis of the Y chromosome showed the what was it? Haplogroup OM1222. A common haplogroup distributed in East Asian peoples. Appearing in one in four or five Koreans and one in ten Chinese and one in thirteen Japanese. These results led Tokyo Metropolitan Police to seek assistance from the International Criminal Police Organization as the killer may not be Japanese or present in Japan. Physically, the killer is believed to be around 170, uh, 170 centimeters tall and of a thin build. The police estimate the killer was born between 1965 and 1985, 15 to 35 years old at the time of the incident. Let's just call it what it is, a fucking murder. Due to the physicality required to entering the Miyazawa house and committing the murders, Miyazawa's runes indicate that the killer is likely to be right-handed. In 2015, uh, Anne Idie, older sister of Yasuko Miyazawa, filed a complaint to the uh, Broadcast and Human Rights and other related uh, rights committees of Broadcasting Ethics Program's improved organization after she claimed that the TV Asahi documentary aired in 2014 misrepresented her after a TV Asahi reporter and an ex-FBI agent used profiling to back a theory that the killer murdered the Miyazawas out of resentment. So, so, yeah, pretty much they ain't got shit. But they do have the fingerprints on record. So, but the thing is, in Japan, <clears throat> in Japan, if you leave or enter, well, not leave, but if you enter, you get your fingerprints taken. So, if this person, if this person, I'm going to say this kid's 15. Well, they say, they say, well, the, I don't think this fucking DNA is that fucking accurate. I thought DNA would be a lot more accurate. I mean, for them to be like, well, they come from European descent. So possibly the great, 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 great grandmother was a Mexican or something. You know, I mean, fucking that's fucking bullshit, dude. But anyway, so. I think because they got the fingerprints, eventually this person is going to leave Japan and come into Japan, 
get the freaking prince taken, and then boom, they're fucking fucked. They're gonna get fucking. Well, they're gonna get justice. Justice is gonna happen. Well, I understand what you're saying, but here's the thing. Remember this? Uh, this is what happened in uh, December of 2000. So tail end of the year. They didn't start actually taking like uh, requiring uh, foreigners to like enter the fingerprints until like I think I believe two thousand seven or two thousand eight around that time. But still, so that that wasn't a thing. Yeah, well, that wasn't a thing at that at the time though. Well, no, 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 no. But the thing is, no, you're right, you're right. But at the crime scene, they they got the fingerprints, right? Yeah, correct. Now the thing is, those fingerprints are on record. And this is 2020, where fucking everything is recorded. For you to use your goddamn iPhone, you got to put your finger on this panel right here, right? And then after that, it records your fucking fingerprint. My fucking, my, my phone knows my fingerprint, right? And I'm sure somewhere in the cloud or in cyberspace, somebody can find my fingerprint, right? Which is fine. You know, I'm not a criminal. I'm just an alcoholic. But the thing is, though... This person eventually is going to get their fingerprint taken for one thing or another. They enter a country, they leave a country. Maybe they get in a car wreck or something and they got to get their fingerprints taken. Then, boom! Justice served, motherfucker! Well, let, let's hope so. Let's hope so for the sake of the family. So they can maybe get a little bit of, bit of closure. But, like, as, yeah. as, this stands, as this currently stands right now, it's a fucking cold case. I think it's a kid. I fucking dollars for donuts. It's a motherfucking kid, dude. This kid. They say, wait, born in 1985 or something. There, there may be 65. Those ages, dude. That's fucking such a big window. I, I think it's like a kid that's 12 years old. I think it's a 12 year old kid because that is so goddamn irrational. The fucking bullshit that they did. They murdered a fucking family, then ate ice cream, used the internet, and fell asleep, dude. Even even a fucking moron of a criminal wouldn't do that. A moron of a criminal, like, and this is obviously like some kind of like not hit, but just somebody that just wanted to fucking have some kind of a homicidal maniac rampage or something. When I I think it's a fucking kid. I don't I don't, I don't think a fucking twelve year old would murder a couple of full grown adults, but no, I it, it, you could be possible. Possibly you're correct. So from 15 to 35 years old, okay, again, that's a large window, but we don't fucking know. Ice cream. The murder ice cream. ice cream. Is that is that what tipped you off there, buddy? Well, no, it's the fucking combination of everything, but fucking ice cream? Dude, you know, after a night of murdering, there's nothing better than Haagen-Dazs. That's going to be the new commercial. <laughs> Haagen-Dazs, the murderer's choice. <laughs> and what, what, and what, what? And I wonder what flavor it was. You think it was Rocky Road? Rocky Road. <laughs> oh god, that's nothing to laugh about. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking wondering, like you know, did they put some chocolate fudge or some caramel on top? Oh god, no. Oh, before or after they looked at porn? Um. Okay, dude. Next story. Oh, wait, is there anything else for this one? No, that's it. That's it. that's a done deal. Done deal. All right, shit. All right, next story. Well, this uh, previous story was possibly a child murder, as Johnny Theory posits. This one is definitely a child murder. Okay, so here we get into the Kobe child murders. And this, again, this is fucking disturbing. And I remember hearing about this when I was in university from one of my Japanese friends. And it's pretty fucked. It's pretty wild. So let's get into this. 
The Kobe Child Murders. The Kobe Child Murders occurred in Kobe, Japan, because duh, on March 16th and May 27th of 1997. Two victims, Ayaka Yamashita, age 10, and June Hase, age 11, were murdered by a 14-year-old boy reportedly named Shinichiro Azuma under the alias Seito Saka, uh, Sakakibara. Whatever. Allegedly his name. The perpetrator was arrested on June 28th of 1997 in conviction with the Hase murder and later confessed to both murders. As a juvenile offender, he was prosecuted and convicted as Boy A. His real name has not been released to the press because Japanese, Japanese law prohibits publishing the identification. But in some weekly magazines, his real name has been reported. Beginning in 2004, Boy A released uh, was released on a provisional basis with a full release announced uh, announced to follow on January 1st of 2005. The murders and subsequent release of the perpetrator gained widespread attention from Japanese media and politicians. So right now, that's pretty fucked. So this is right after the Kobe earthquake. The Kobe earthquake was in 1994, right? Um, yeah, I believe so. Okay. So, and this is a kid that killed two other kids, right? Yeah, so 14-year-old boy murdered a 10-year-old and 11-year-old within, like, uh, what, six-week span here, if I'm reading this right? So, do we have any other details about this? Like, I mean, any motive or... Oh, Yeah. Okay, then yeah, I, I didn't, okay, I thought that was it. I thought that was the end of the story. I was like, well, that's not really a lot of shit to deal with. But, um, okay, yeah, give us the details. Go for it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't pick an article was that fucking thin on content, so don't worry about that, Jenny. I got you back, Betas. I got you back. Cool. The murders. On May 27th, 1997, the head of... Ju- <laughs> I'm going to read this fucking slowly for dramatic effect. On May 27th, 1997, the head of Jun Hase a special education pupil at Tainohata Elementary School was found in front of the school gate hours before pupils arrived for class. Hase had been beheaded with a handsaw, with further, further mutilations being done before being left in front of the school for students to discover when they arrived in the morning. A note written in red pen was found stuffed in his mouth, identifying his killer as Sakaki Bara. The note read, This is the beginning of a game. Try to stop me if you can, you stupid police. I desperately want to see people die. It is a thrill for me to commit murder. A bloody judgment is needed for my years of great bitterness. Let that sink in. That's a that's fucking pretty fucked up, man. I'm serious. I mean, dude. It's a fucking 14-year-old who murdered a fucking 10-year-old. This is something the Joker would do. Well, the Joker's never really killed a kid. Well, he did kill Jason, I guess. But, um, yeah, I mean, that that's some weird shit, actually. That's more of a Riddler kind of thing to do. I mean, because the Riddler left a note. Yeah, he always left notes. So, yeah, this is like Japanese Riddler. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, a, it's some fucking next-level supervillain shit. Jesus Christ, 14 years old. Yep. Oh, my God. Additionally, right. so, 
Additionally, some English was on the note as well. School killer. Uh, it's spelled fucked up because it's broken English because, you know, of course, Japan. Police commented that the style of Hase's killing and the note were reminiscent of the Zodiac murders in San Francisco during the late 1960s. Whoa. Yeah, because, of course, like fucking supervillain shit here. <laughs> So here we go. Uh, on June 6th, a letter was uh, sent to newspaper Kobe Shimbun, in which Sakaki Bara claimed responsibility for the slaying and decapitation of Jun Hase and threatened more killings that would follow. The second letter, delivered in a brown envelope postmarked June 3rd, had no return address or name. Enclosed was a three page, 1400 word letter, also written in red ink which included a six-character name that can be pronounced as Sakaki Bara Seito. The same characters, which mean alcohol, devil, rose, saint, and fight, were used in the first message that was inserted into the boy's mouth. Whoa. Beginning with... Yeah. Fucking hardcore shit, right? Dude, that's some fucking Slayer shit. Yeah. He was a fucking slayer. He fucking straight up murdered a fucking little kid. Fucking Hesher. Okay, yeah. beginning with, yeah, beginning with the phrase, quote, now it's the beginning of a game, end quote. The letter stated that, quote, I am putting my life at stake for the sake of this game. If I'm caught, I'll probably be hanged. Police should be angrier and more tenacious in pursuing me. It's only when... I kill, that I'm liberated from constant hatred, that I suffer, that I am able to attain peace. And it is only when I give pain to evil that I can ease my own pain, end quote. The letter also lashed out against the Japanese educational system, calling it, quote unquote, compulsory education that formed me as an invisible person. In the initial panic attack, Japanese media misreported the name as Onibara, Demon's Rose. Though the killer insisted that uh, insisted it was as he gave it, infuriated by the mix-up, Sakiga Bara later wrote to the station, "Quote: From now on, if you misread my name or spoil my mood, I will kill three vegetables a week." Three vegetables. That me- Wait. Oh, you mean like people who are vegetables? I'm just reading the article, man. Like. Because that makes fucking sense, right? Oh my god, dude. There's nothing worse than a psychotic homicidal maniac that fucking hates vegetables. This is fucking out of control, man. <laughs> Holy shit. This is some nom kind of fucking killing shit, dude. This is crazy, dude. Oh my god. Dude, could you be, Could you imagine being the cops fucking going to the fucking... You know, they're on their beat. They go to the fucking post office. They pull out the fucking cop mail and shit. And then they read this letter. They're like... Uh-oh, gotta tell the lieutenant about this one. <laughs> oh my god, this is hysterically horrible, but oh my god, that's insane. And it's a 14-year-old kid. Yeah, so Holy god shit. damn you, salad. God damn you, salad. How many vegetables had to die for me to consume you? Oh my god, that's insane. Dude, this is like Charles Manson's kid, man. Holy shit. It could be his kid. The kid's like, what, 15 years old in 1994? No, there's no way. Yeah, no. Listen, it can't be his kid. All right. 
please read on. We got to hear these details. Uh, okay, I'm still quoting the killer, but like uh, this is the fucked up note he wrote. Uh, if you think I can only kill children, then you are greatly mistaken. End quote. In this context, the vegetables that Saki uh, Sakakibara meant were humans with developmental disabilities. Oh shit! Fuck! I was right. I'm sorry. That's bad. Oh man! Fuck, dude. Why would they kill people with? Oh, because they're fucking pussies. That's why. All right, never mind. Please read on. Give us the uh, details. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, it's it's, a, it's unfortunate to say, but like, yeah, that's how, that's how it is. This is not going to be a happy article. A 14-year-old junior high school student was arrested as a suspect in the Hase murder on June 28th. Shortly after his arrest, boy A also confessed to the murder of a 10-year-old girl, Ayaka Yamashita. On March 16th, as well as the, the assaults of three other girls on and around the same date. After the March 16th attack, he wrote in his diary, quote, I carried out sacred experiments today to confirm how fragile human beings are. I brought a ha- I brought the hammer down. Then the girl turned to face me. I think I hit her in the face a few times, but was too excited to remember. Following week, on March 23rd, he added, th- quote, This morning, my mom told me, poor girl. The girl attacked seems to have died. There's no sign of me being caught. I thank you. What is this fucking next quote? Is it? Bamai mo doshikin for this. Please continue to protect me. So in other words, he's essentially praying, praying to the god of death or god of killers. At least according to Japanese mythology. So he's praying to Satan, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah, hell, Satan, Lord Satan, king of the fire world beneath. Please guide my hand as I drink this drink. <laughs> Wait, so that's it? That's the end of the story? No, man. Like, no, but he, essentially he's praying, praying to the death god, so uh, it's, it's pretty fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never trust a kid in the occult, man. Fucking, could you imagine having that guy as a neighbor? That would fucking suck. Uh, wait, what's his name? Damien? <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking. Yeah, man. Okay, so let's get into the let's get into the aftermath and controversy. Controversy. After Here we go. Murder. Yeah, after the murders, Japanese politician Shizuka Kame called for restri- restricting objection uh, objectionable content, stating, "Quote: Movies lacking." Any literary or educational merit made for just showing cruel scenes, blah, 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 adults should be blamed for this, blah, 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 and that the incident gives uh, adults a chance to rethink our policy of self-imposed restrictions on these films and whether they not sh- should be allowed to you know, become profitable, blah, blah, blah. Okay, some hack politician who jumped on the bagwagon and who gives a shit. Okay, in 2000... Japan's bicameral legislator lowered the age for criminal responsibility from 16 to 14. So again, you know it's a really bad crime when they have to make the entire country revise the law to like just to get the fucking shit corrected. 
Yeah, but in some cases, they need to do that and shit. And it should have been like that a long time ago and stuff, especially for heinous crimes. I mean, mild crimes, maybe not, but fucking crimes like this, yep, fucking, um, I'm not one for, I don't know, capital punishment, but in this case, uh, uh, burn that bitch. Yeah, well, unfortunately, the rest of the story is not going to make you feel any better. All right, read on. I'm already pissed. I'm pissed off. <laughs> Come on, man, read on. However, in the wake of June 1st, 2004, murder of uh, Satomi uh, Mitarai by 11-year-old girl A, the Sasebo slashing, there has been some discussion for this need uh, further revision. Okay, so in other words, like um, an eleven-year-old girl murdered like, her classmate, like you know, just like slit her throat in a, in a science lab. Oh yeah, I know that one. Like, yeah, um, yeah. So like, I just happened to be in Japan at the time, and like you know, I was teaching in junior high school, so I heard about that one from one of the teachers, and like, yeah, it's pretty fucked. No, there's been quite a few kid-on-kid murders over the years. I mean, there's and the one the kid-on-kid. The kid on kid murders are actually the most heinous, in my in my opinion. Because do you remember that one that took place in Osaka where the kid took his classmate's head, took the kid's classmate like before school, met him and like cut off his head and then put it on like a flagpole post? Do you remember that one? Yeah. Okay, Google it. Fucking that was pretty crazy. Or like there's there's this girl that uh she was so crazy that her parents got her her own apartment and in her own apartment she wound up like killing her classmates and shit like fucking like dissecting their bodies and shit and putting their body parts in jars and shit google that one too so, oh, I, oh yeah no 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 yeah I, I know what you're talking about yeah I, I do remember that 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 was fucking horrific and like yeah that was that, it was bad yeah where the father <laughs> it's hilarious the father the father wanted no fucking responsibility he's like well see the thing was uh it was her apartment and even though we were paying for her apartment she was like fucking what 13 years old it we're not responsible for what she did because a it was her apartment you know because i think the the cops and the government tried to go after the folks but the folks are saying that it was her apartment to uh, kind of wash their hands and the whole situation and shit Oh, man. Yeah, just because you get your kid their own apartment, I mean, you're still responsible for the fucking shit that they do if they're a kid. Yeah, dude, that was one of the guest houses I lived in. The, one of the girls was just schizophrenic as fuck. And it, and it was during the fucking earthquake, the 311, like, oh, man, like, yeah, the parents just, like, fucking paid for this girl. Just, like, they were just like, please go the fuck out. Get get out of the house because you're, you're just nuts. But, yeah, I've I've seen a little bit of that. Oh, interesting. Okay, all right. Tell me more about the story. Because we're going to digress, man. We're going to fucking... I mean, we're both drinking and shit. It's been like an hour and a half or something. So fucking... If you don't if you don't keep the train going forward, man, this train is going to go off the tracks like that. Okay, so maybe, maybe we'll get a little bit of good news in here. On March 11, 2004, in an, an unprecedented act, the Japanese Ministry of Justice announced that uh, Sakakibara, 21 at the time, was being released on a provisional basis with full release to follow on January 1st, 2005. Okay, so maybe I lied. It's not the very good story. <laughs> Wait, However, he's on the streets? Back... Yep. Now. He could be your neighbor. Oh, shit. 
Critics have, uh, have uh, you know, okay, okay, maybe this gets a little bit better. Critics have charged that since the government had taken an, an, the unusual step of notifying the public, uh, Sakaki Bara was likely not fit for release and should be transferred to prison. In the wake of the Sasebo slashing, three months later, the criticism was exasperate, uh, sorry, exacerbated. Due to the seriousness of the crimes and the fact that they have been committed by a minor, his name and new residence to this day remain highly a highly guarded secret. Yet his real name has been circulated on the internet since June 29th of 1997, according to journalist uh, Fumihiko Takayama. A number of people, including Shojiro Goto, a lawyer who dealt with the with many false accusation cases, and Hide uh, Hidehiko. Kumigai and Nobuyusho Iwata, the former principal of the junior high school that Boye attended, insist that Boye was wrongfully uh, accused and point out contradictions in the statements of the investigating authorities. For example, police investigators said that one of the murders was made by a left-handed person. Boye is right-handed. Boye's confession contained many absurd statements and claims of things that would be impossible for a 14-year-old to do. Boye had bad grades, and yet his confession was complex, if cryptic, and contained many elaborate figures of speech and similes. In 2002, the boy's mother visited him in prison and asked him if he had really committed the crimes. He affirmed this to her, that yes, he did indeed commit the crimes. In 2015, Sakaki Bara, then aged 32, released an autobiography uh, through Ota Publishing titled Zekka, in which he claimed to express regret for his crimes and recounted the murders in graphic detail. Despite attempts by Jun Hase's family to block the release of Zekka, and despite one bookstore chain refusing to stock the book, it quickly reached the top Japanese bestseller list. A few months later, Sakaki Bara set up a vanity website in which he posted bizarre Photoshop images of a nude male and suggested it to be himself. In response to these controversies, the tabloid Shukan Post published Sakaki Bara's real name to be Shinichiro Azuma. His occupation at the time and his location were unknown. Holy oh, shit. I'm sorry. That's that's so, pretty yeah, fucked up. Yeah, so this one gets really murky towards the end. Oh man. So basically this guy could be anywhere or even everywhere right now as we speak. Pretty much. Fuck that sucks, man. That's scary, dude. Somebody that commits crimes like this and leaves letters like the Riddler like this, dude, should definitely be fucking locked up for I don't know. I would say maybe nothing less than like ninety nine point nine years. How about for fucking yeah, exactly. How about for fucking ever? Well, I think ninety nine point nine is pretty much forever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you give them that little window no, but, where they have a little bit of hope, but you know they're not going to make be it. A strict sentence, like just just in case, just in case, like when he fucking dies, bury his body in, in case concrete, just in case he comes back to fucking life. 
Like Jason, yeah, you don't want a fucking Jason running around the city and shit. I mean, that's some fucking real bad news. But yeah, this guy is fucking a sick fuck. But um, who isn't on this show, to be honest? I mean, shit, every time you read one of these stories of murder and mayhem, it's always a fucking, ooh, it's a dark book to read, man. Seriously, holy smokes, man. But this guy, this guy, I mean, he's he's out there and fucking, I mean, you can, he could be your neighbor. So all you Tokyo folks out there, actually, know what? Um, he could travel outside of Japan, I think. I think that's, uh, if you're a felon, a convicted felon, you can leave the country in Japan, right? Yo, what's up, faders? It's your boy, Johnny. I have an opportunity for you. Well, in fact, I have 50 opportunities for you. A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states. And in each and every state, I painted in all major city names, the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. These high-resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each, and they're worth so much more. These are these, these paintings are absolutely incredible. You're gonna love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool. That's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilled Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilled Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show because we love you and we love art too. So faders, without further ado, enjoy the show. Well, it doesn't matter though because like, again, he's a, he's a fucking child murderer so his records are sealed. Well, also, he's not, well, he's a child murderer <laughs> as a child. So he's a, a juvenile child murderer. That's what it's called. Yeah. So he's one of those. So, yeah, his records are sealed. So, yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, Tom, he could have been your boss at your last company. The guy that fired you could have been that guy. Well, I, I find it particularly disturbing at the end of the story. So that they're like, OK, right. We got him. It was this fucking, you know, 14 year old kid that murdered, you know, 10, 11. 10 and an 11 year old mentally handicapped kid so right we got him and then at the end they're like people are coming forward going nah couldn't have been him because of reasons well i don't know hopefully that was him i mean shit no that's that's a weird way to think about it that they got the wrong guy and the real guy still out there but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess we'll never know. I guess we know enough, I guess. But uh, yeah, the one thing that we do know is, yeah, he's out there. So faders, um, keep your uh, doors locked. <laughs> I don't give a fuck where you are. If you're in fucking Iceland, New Jersey, uh, Paris, wherever, you keep those fucking doors locked. Even though it's a pandemic and nobody's leaving their house, well, just make sure nobody gets in, all right? And if they, I mean, if you are home alone and shit, make sure you got a baseball bat or maybe two. Baseball bat will do some damage. Ask Negan. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I can actually see the fucking Negan bat that I bought you for your birthday present hanging out in the background. I love that fucking bat. It's fucking great. This is the best uh, birthday present I, I ever know, got. I, I, I know you do, man. But like, yeah, that's like that was ended on a downer, man. That was uh, 
That was a real fucking disturbing story, man. Like, yeah, I'm trying to think I, I, of funny things to say, and it's kind of hard. <laughs> what, what do you say? They, uh, what, what kind of a joke can you make about a, about a kid killer, a handicapped kid killer? See, something bad almost came out of my mouth for a second. But, um, yeah, it, it's hard to make up jokes about that kind of shit. So, uh, oh, Faders, by the way, this is Got Faded Japan, and we are a comedy podcast. So, um, yeah, give us your thoughts on this show. <laughs> How can we make that story funny? Oh, God. Should we make it funny? I don't even know. I mean, we should call this Got Fitted Japan Bad Taste Stories from Tom. <laughs> bad podcast for bad people. That's what we are. Okay, okay. Oh, God. Okay, okay. Okay, I know I've said this before, but like... You've got mm, AIDS. No, I'm I'm doing one more and only one more of these because these 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 stories are just too fucked up. So I'm only doing one more story, and it's like I swear to God, it's the most disturbing thing I've ever read. Oh, so we'll get back to that maybe about a week, All about right, a week cool, from today. Cool, cool. All right, then I'll do some fucking other pop culture kind of shit in Japan. I'll find something interesting to do. I just did the boredoms, and the boredom was actually a good one. I fucking I, dude. Researching the boredoms was fucking great. And it's actually not the boredoms. It's actually boredoms. The name of the band is boredoms, but you can't call the band bored. I like boredoms. I like, I don't know. It just sounds better with the, I like the boredoms. I mean, you don't say the Metallica. I like the Metallica. And you say, I like Metallica, but boredoms, I like boredoms. But for some reason, it just, it's more natural to say the before boredoms. I like the boredoms, you know, like the Beatles, the who. The police. <laughs> but nobody likes the police, let's be honest. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean the band. Yeah, everybody loves the band, but, you know. But, um, yeah, dude. Um, yeah, the Boredoms. They're, they're fucking great, man. What a fucking great band. And they're all still alive. They're all still doing projects and shit. God, man. The next time I go to Osaka, I want to fucking find these guys and try to interview them. I know the girl speaks English a little bit, but I obviously yeah, doesn't. You know, it's fucking weird now because, like, this whole pink elephant situation. Because remember, like, for, for the past year, fucking it was practically every goddamn week. I know, but, like, practically every goddamn week we had a band on here and we were interviewing them. And now, like, it went from, like, zero to fucking 60, like, real, real fast. Now it's fucking back down. Now it's just you and me just BSing and just fucking reading weird murder stories and whatever can, we can fucking find on the internet. It's just weird how this, like, fucking change the landscape of what we're doing i haven't even met you in person in more than a month now yeah now that's weird yeah it's like not tricking off for a month i don't know it's weird but the thing is um yeah the thing is a lot of bands love our show we love fucking music and all you guys out there that love music too that are in bands that play in bands that uh, are in the music business and stuff fucking we salute you and we know how fucking hard it is right now for you guys because people who play music they fucking need to play music, man. It's fucking, it's like, it's like a drug for these people and stuff. So for them not to perform, for them not to play together with their friends and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's horrible and shit. And I know some people are trying to do some musical stuff on Zoom, but let's be fucking honest, man. That shit just, it's not the same. It's like drinking on Zoom is cool, but it's not the same as sitting at a fucking table with your boys and shit and getting fucking faded and stuff you know talking bullshit about your shitty ass job and your fucking boss and fucking your your neighbors and your wife and all this shit and stuff and just getting shit off your chest or fucking just having a gas and making jokes and making fun of tom about his fucking bald head and shit i mean fucking you know you could have a lot of fucking fun i'm sorry i'm just making sure that you're listening to what i'm saying man because when i ramble sometimes you start no, fucking no, playing no, with no, your no. phone I, I... 
I, I'm no, I'm listening, but like, yeah, dude, but like, no, I agree with you, man, because I'm getting a lot of emails from like some of the bars and clubs that I used to go to, and like, some of these people are practically on fucking life support. You know, they're knocking on death's door because like, you know, they can't fucking stay open during all the shit. Oh shit, dude, my venue, two of my well, fucking Gamuso is closed down. They they might open up under new ownership, I guess, but uh, that's a different story. But uh, Nob, the other event, uh, the other venue that I work with and shit. The manager sent me an email saying that they're doing a, what's it called, a crowdfunder fundraiser thing. But anyway, they're doing that because fucking knob and shit. I thought, well, I thought that it was uh, self-sufficient, but for some reason and shit, it's not because the, the owner of the building owns the club or whatever. It's just a weird situation. I don't know. Maybe it's taxes. But regarding, God, I'm well, dude, that, that's really unfortunate because like going that, out that of place business. is fucking good. I like that place, man. No, Nam is like fucking Nob. great, dude. They make the best drinks in Tokyo. But the thing well, is, I like Gamuso, man. Yeah, I know. I know. I like Nam because they fucking perform strong, man. Oh, they do. They're fucking cheap. Yeah. No, dude, fucking everybody that works there is a fucking rocker, right? So they don't give a fuck, man. They're like, oh, you wanna, you wanna drink? <laughs> I'll give you a drink, bitch. But um, yeah, that place, dude. They're they're going out of business, maybe too. They can only last like I think another four months. So fucking if they don't start getting business, people coming in and shit, that place is going to be a fucking storage unit or some shit. God damn this fucking virus. God damn you. Dude, I'm like Charleston Heston or whatever at the end of fucking Planet of the Apes. God damn you. <laughs> you dropped the ball. <laughs> No, no, I, no, I agree. It's, said, it's, but... it's, fucking, it's fucking rough. Like, I'm, I'm sad to hear, like, you know, fucking, like, yeah, Gamuso's closed down, Kokoro no Rock, like, a bunch of other places that I used to like to go to are just fucking done. They, they're just done in because of this virus bullshit. You know man. what's going to fucking, fucking happen? Rough. Dude, we're going to have to fucking go to McDonald's to get fucking loaded and shit. We're going to go up there and get our fucking Happy Meals, sit down and fucking jerk off with our Happy Meal toys and shit, and smuggle in some beers and be like, well, it's come to this. All the Come bars on. of the city have closed, John. except for the corporations. You know, the, 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 Come on, man. There's always streeters. There's always going to be streeters. <laughs> You're right. You're right. But you sometimes those fucking okay, those yeah. fucking convenience stores aren't going away, man. No, but that's we kind of part. That. Of... We... That's true. That's true. This we got cut... that. Oh, God damn it! Yeah. Fucking just talk and stop. <laughs> All right. Dude, but that's kind of part of my thing, man. This fucking thing. I think maybe this fucking virus was launched by corporations, man. Think about this, man. The corporations launched this virus that keeps everybody inside. You know what ha- that you know what happens after that? All the little mom and pop bars and restaurants and all the cool little places to go to that fucking you love all just fucking they all just disappear, man. They dissolve, man. They can't they can't fucking pay for their rent and shit. So fucking they just go away, right? And then what's left? You got this fucking corporation bars like the hub, which is like the shittiest bar of all the shittiest bars and all the shittiest places and all, all the right, shittiest all cities. All right, dude, all right, dude. I'm, I'm I'm fucking done, dude. I really have to fucking t- on that note. I have to take a dump. And Baders, thank you very much for checking out our. Wait, you're gonna, uh, you're gonna leave me on a fucking high note like that, dude? Oh man, Jesus Christ, Tom. Seriously, man. Fucking, I was on a fucking roll, man. It's the corporations. God, I have been drinking a lot, dude. I fucking sound like a hippie from the 60s. It's the man, man, keeping us down. Well, anyway, but I think it might be true. But the thing is this. All right, all right you got to take a shit. All right, great. <laughs> How graphic, Tom. How graphic. Um, 
Creators, thank you very much for tuning in to this very special episode of Murder and Mayhem in Japan. And um, yeah, you know what to do. Uh, go to Patreon, sign up for that. We've got a lot of stuff that we're uh, that we have that's only special for Patreon. We got tons of shit there. Every couple of days, we're uploading new stuff, photos, videos, this and that and shit. There's there's a lot of stuff up there right now. I mean, hours and hours and hours of content, bonus shows, lost shows, interviews, and all that stuff. Um, there's a lot of stuff. It's great. So sign up for Patreon if you can. It costs you five bucks. It's like buying us a beer every month. It's it's nothing, right? If you can't do that because times are fucking hard and shit, we completely understand. Don't worry. Don't stress. It's all good. Um, go to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. It just, just, just write five-star and write something nice. Be like, got for Japan. just go to fucking Facebook. Go to fucking Facebook. It's free. We're posting two or three times a day. Okay. And also, yeah, yes. Yep. Also, we got, Jesus Christ, Tom. <laughs> Dude, this guy's holding his belly, man. He, this guy really needs to take a shit. I'm watching him on. <laughs> All, right. All right. Okay. Uh, no, I'm going to take a shit. Bye bye. All right. He's out of here. Thank God. All right. Now the show really starts. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and all that stuff. Tom's done. He had to take a poo poo. All right. And um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> we'll see you in a couple of days, faders. Peace. My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse and a lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. God, the pressure! I can't take it! I can't take it! I can't stand to it! You sure I should do this, man? We're going we came, we saw, we kicked his ass. Your move, creep. Oh, man. I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up repugnant shit. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.